Hello, everybody. Welcome to LifePoint Table Talk Podcast. My name is Jason, and I am joined today by the one and only Bishop Fred Wilson. Say hello to the people. Well, hello there. Trust you all are enjoying your journey today in Christ Jesus. All right. So at LifePoint, we've been doing a Read the Bible in One Year reading plan. And today we're going to look at week two. Week two is Genesis 20 through 35 and Matthew 7 through 11. And today we're, we're going to do it a little different uh, with Bishop. Instead of verse by verse or chapter by chapter, we're going to look a little more, hone in on a specific story, right? Great, yes. Awesome. So we are talking about Abraham. That's where we left off. Right. Right in the middle of Abraham's story. Yeah, well, as we reflect on these Genesis uh, chapters, one outstanding character is certainly appropriate for us to really pay attention to, and that is the story of Abraham. And I would say it like this, of all the Old Testament characters, of course, they're all important, but of all the Old Testament characters in the Old Testament it really appears that Father God really desires that we relate to our father in the faith, Abraham. And so as we read the story of Abraham, we jump over into the New Testament and all of the different places where Jesus, the apostles, uh, related to Abraham to help us in our faith journey today. Right. We, we talked about that last week, too. It's, it's really cool the way this reading is going, reading them simultaneously. You get to see reading the old and then the new, where the new continually, pretty much the entire uh, New Testament is constantly referring uh, to the Old Testament. So there's no way to really fully understand what they're talking about yeah. without both right well there's such great stories you know uh the scripture is written sometimes in the past i've thought lord why didn't you just write it out like this one two three four five six mm-hmm. you know but uh, god's word is written in everyday drama yeah the stories yeah the stories of life yeah it's there's a realness in there a realness. i love it even even abraham who's the who's this you know uh, hero, this this major figure up there as high as you can get, but he still comes across very human. Very in the story, he gets scared. Yes, he tells lies. <laughs> he missed it at times, <laughs> uh, you know. But I love it because it makes that's that's part of it, you know. That's like wow, they're not holding back. Right, they're just telling, like you said, the drama. There's a story there. Right, and his story gets all kinds of drama. All with kinds Hagar of drama. And all I that mean, stuff. you could do a movie. On I it. mean, yeah, it's like a soap <laughs> opera going on yeah. there. Um, but in the midst of that, there's these otherworldly, you know, amazing uh, experiences happening. Right. Both Old and New Testament right. work that way. Right. Well, let's just uh, jump over New Testament just a moment, because there in Romans the uh, fourth chapter. We see certain faith thefts that caused Abraham to receive and, could we say, live out God's will or God's directives. Like, number one, he stayed in the faith zone regardless of his own physical challenges. 
as we step out in faith today, we know very well that there's going to be challenges in our own physical life. Number two, he didn't allow unbelief to hinder his faith in God. The, the spirit of unbelief is a real factor. And so when we uh, choose to believe God, we deal with unbelief also. And then thirdly, he was fully convinced that God would fulfill his promises to him. Now, for example, let's consider this. When God directed Abraham to leave his homeland, and Abraham didn't really know where he was going to end up, yet, in faith, he obeyed and he stepped out. Were there hindrances? Were there challenges? Well, yes, too many to even share here. But the point is, Abraham, his decision was totally based on God's spoken word, not on the natural, yeah. but upon the supernatural, the, the, the word of God specifically to Abraham. Yeah, he's believing. Yes. Without seeing anything. Without seeing anything. He doesn't see where he's going. He just right. has to take his word for it and right. trust him. He left the comfort zone. Yeah. And uh, it's it's cool, too, because you see it, it. To me, it seems like his faith keeps building mm. on top of each step other. Step by step. Yeah. God God did that for me. He was, he was good in this area. He was faithful in this area. And he just keeps keeps going. And you get all the way up to... to to the uh, test with with Isaac in mm -hmm. that whole situation, right. he he seems fully convinced by that point of God's goodness yeah. and his faith in him right. enough to just go and say, "Yeah, got, the Lord will provide." Mm. He's he's totally in another uh, a gear at that point, you know, and in, right. in, in his level of trust in the Lord, That's which is, you know, he's the father of our faith. That's where yes, the father, you know, father, father, yeah. And and the blessings are incredible because um, the Lord several times talks about the blessing uh, his 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 uh, uh, descendants or you know more than the stars the whole earth wow. will be blessed through through him through him the, the what, and it's crazy to think about that that we are blessed right now from what he did. Way back then. Way back then. Right now. Like right still now, yes. And will in the future. Like, and that's just makes you think about, you know, what our steps of faith do, what they can do, what's possible, you know. His his faith just, uh, uh, it's incredible. So, um, so today, Abraham, our father of faith, our faith journey, Abraham's faith journey, and Jesus was in, of course, the whole New Testament very much into encouraging us in faith. Jesus, in Mark eleven twenty two, was encouraging us when he said, have faith in God. So how do we do that, like Abraham did? Knowing the will of God, knowing God's word, knowing God's provision, his promises, and his blessings for us today. For example, and we all deal with this, peace. Jesus said there in the scripture, my peace I give to you, I leave with you. Not like the world gives peace, but my peace. And so we say, 
that's the word of God. Like it, like yeah. that's the word of God. That's God. Yeah. God's inspired word, and therefore we say, I believe it, and I receive it, just like Abraham right. used his faith. Yeah, convinced, convinced of the goodness, the goodness of God. Yeah. So let's see here. You were you were uh, pointing out uh, parts of Matthew. Uh, chapter 7 through 10 there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple highlights you wanted to hit on that that section there. Yeah. As I was, of course, you know, reading, there are certain things kind of jump out to you. And I want to just make a few comments on Matthew chapter 7, verse 1, where it says, Judge not that you be not judged. Now, let's, let's, let's just look at that a moment. The word judge in the original Greek language is krino, K-R-E-E-N-O, and it means to determine or pass sentence on someone's failures or their actions or their sin. So to judge not others, now listen, it doesn't mean you have to overlook or agree with someone's actions Hmm. or even their sin. In other words, for me to practice this, I refrain from passing my own judgment or passing or making a sentence or condemning someone. That's God's business. Yeah. What can I do? Well, I can pray for the one or whatever the situation for God's truth and justice to be done. And I'm so glad that we don't need to take God's place yeah. in passing judgment, judge and jury on all of, of all that goes on. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a amazing dynamic he sets up there about uh, judging and forgiveness where, where if you are seeking grace yourself, y- you, you end up having to give it. Mm. You know, mm. the judgment, you know, when you go, when he's talking about judging there, you know, if you're going to judge someone, just know that's coming right back on Come you. Come back on you. Immediately. Right. What you sow, you reap. Yeah, um, it, yeah it's amazing. And uh, also, also had some highlights in Matthew 8 here. Let's yes. take a look at that section. Matthew 8. Well, what a great story. Here's the leper who came to Jesus to get help. Now, lepers were an outcast to society. So they were not allowed within public gatherings. And uh, this leper was not totally in understanding of what God's will or the will of Jesus was to help him. Now, this leper... I don't know how he did it. I don't know if he was hiding behind a tree or somehow he got uh, close to Jesus. Mm. He, he no doubt had, had seen some things or heard some things about Jesus. But here he comes and he gets close to Jesus and he makes this profound, profound question, an excellent question that we all ask. And he says, Lord, if it be your will, you can heal me. You can make me clean. Yeah. Now, 
Notice this. He had already recognized that Jesus had some power. He said, Lord, if it be your will, you can do this. Yeah. And of course, Jesus comes back with a profound response for the leper, for us today, when, he, when Jesus said, I will, mm-hmm. I will, that's my will. Yeah. This is God's will. I will, it is my will, and the leper was healed. So today, remember, my friends, Hebrew 13 and 8, Jesus, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Thank God for his written word. So faith, remember, operates where the will of God is known. Yeah, I, I love I love that uh, exchange there with Jesus and the leper. And when I when I read the scripture, sometimes I just I it's so easy if you're if you're uh, on a digital Bible, you can flip back and forth between translations. I forget which one it is. Maybe passion translation or message maybe but instead of saying i will one of them says of course of course i like that of course i will that's cool like and and there's all this you know intense questioning about the nature of god and his will and all this stuff and i just love it's so obvious He's like i love that of course like i like that of course it's my will i like that you know um and I, I, I think, I think that's cool. You pointed out how he, him just even asking the question within the question, there was faith, saying, "You can do this. Mm. Will you do it?" Yeah. You know. Wow. He wow. was already saying, "You can." Powerful. So there's, there's a belief there. That's so really powerful. Cool. And uh, you're talking about Hebrews thirteen eight says Jesus the same yesterday, today, and forever. Um. In the in the Old Testament reading, uh, it goes all the way through Abraham in mm-hmm. the in this this week uh, till he dies. He's one hundred and seventy five. I believe one seventy five. Yeah. Yeah. And then it it goes into Jacob and Esau, who are the twins of Isaac, and uh, that goes through this whole amazing story. There's so much here we don't have time to get oh, into yeah. all of it. Right. Um, but at one point, uh, it, it's kind of a famous part where uh, Jacob tricks his brother Esau <laughs> out of his birthright, right? With wow. the, with soup. So the and drama, the drama, the drama. But it's interesting. I'm trying to tie this back to what we were talking about with Abraham and his trust in God and the value he put on it. That when Esau doesn't honor that he Mm. doesn't care about it he's not taking that blessing seriously wow he's saying yeah whatever whatever big deal he's not it's not an act of faith he's not believing that this thing is real (laughs) his brother takes it and goes on to the this i mean the story goes on an amazing way wow but part of that even though it's he's a trickster and there's all this weird stuff going on he believed it was worth something. Yes, he did. He believed it. And um, there's something about believing, like we're saying, the one thing is believing God can do it, and the other thing is believing will His he will. do it. That's Does he right. want to yeah. do it? 
Very, very, very and, uh, uh, relevant for us today to look at this. Yeah, and, and you just see uh, reading these old uh, Testament, this, this Genesis story, the blessing of God on these people. Wow. I mean, it's not, it's amazing. Yeah. They're blessed so much that they run into people and they can see it. Like something's on this person. Yeah. We don't well, want to mess with them. Well, God, um, God never asks us to do anything or gives direct us as we follow that. We're going to be blessed. That's just, a, that's it. Yeah. God doesn't say do this or do this or believe this or believe that without it being a blessing, a benefit to us. Yeah. God's not into the takeaway, but he's into the give. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so much, so much in this 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 week's reading, just uh, really dense and rich. Uh, I want to uh, end here. Uh, it's the last last uh, couple verses in Matthew eleven, and this is Jesus. And and remember, we're talking about uh, the will and the heart of God. And I think this this is this is part of that here. And. Uh, 1128, it says, Come to me, all ye who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, there, there should, he, he's trying to make it as straightforward as he can. Mm. Come on. I don't mean you harm. I don't mean you harm. I'm here to help you. Wake up. Yeah. Um, But it's still, it's still today. I mean, there's lots of debate about um, uh, all kinds of stuff as far as the will of God Uh and goodness and stuff. Um, But when I read that, there's just something, uh, you see the heart of God and, and his love and uh verses like that and it's just yeah. amazing so uh we're gonna end there that is our reading for the week and our highlights thank you bishop for stopping in and giving us some great insight to our week hope you all uh will continue with the reading plan if you're behind just jump in anywhere you can and uh hope you all have a great week we'll see you next week peace